We spoke with long-time Whaler resident Heather before 7 o'clock this morning, described yesterday's announcement as the best thing since sliced bread. She was there 18 months ago when it very much looked like Whaler might not be a town very long into the future, beyond it being, as she described, a ghost town, a place where the people who live there all their lives wouldn't be able to sell their homes, there would be no jobs and the young people would have to leave. It was a bleak picture then. It couldn't be more different yesterday when uh, Sanjeev Gupta announced an incredible bid to build a next-generation mega steel plant there, which, while subject to a 12-month feasibility plan, would revolutionise that city. There's suggestion that the population would be quadruple, 20 to 80,000 people. It's a project that would cost billions of dollars. And to give you some sense of the scale of this, 1.2 million tonnes of steel is the output at the moment. They've increased it to 1.8, so it's a 50% increase at a cost of $600 million. The suggestion is increasing it almost tenfold, to 10 million tonnes of steel, or at least five from what it will be. So you do the back of the napkin calculations on that. This is billions upon billions of dollars, and it's all music to the ears of the Premier, Stephen Marshall, who joins us live in the studio. Premier, good morning. Good morning, Will. Good morning, David. Now, we're almost trained now as South Australians, Premier, to to, to be wary of the false start. We've, we've seen a few over the years, Olympic Dam being the most recent. What are the what are the I's that need to be dotted? What are the T's that need to be crossed to make sure this one gets off the ground? Look, Sanjeev himself would be uh, letting us know that there is still plenty of work uh, to be done. But let's look at what has already been done because he took over that plant 15 months ago. He spent almost $40 million uh, planning uh, for the current upgrade, which is to take it from around a million tonnes uh, up to 1.8 million tonnes per year. That in itself is a massive investment. That in itself will create hundreds of new uh, jobs in South Australia. Uh, it's bringing in some of the best technology in the world. Uh, Danielli are going to be in putting the new plant in. It's going to be a state-of-the-art facility and it's going to ensure that Wyala has a very, very bright future. Can you explain simply the, 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 the business economics behind this? Because it seems unfathomable that 15 months ago... Um, REM were in uh, receivership and it looked like there was no viable steelwork operation there and then suddenly we're talking about a tenfold expansion. Well, I've always sort of uh, thought to myself, is this guy too good to be true? So I, I, I did a bit of work looking at other plants that he's purchased around the world and they were in a similar state to what we had in, in Wyala uh, 18 months ago. So he's taken operations... Uh, right around the world, but in particular in, in England, where people have just put their hands in the air and said, I, I can't make this work anymore, mm. and he's transformed it. He's been in business for 25 years. Uh, every plant that he's purchased, he's still operating. He's never laid off uh, masses of people. He's always invested in the businesses. Uh, he is really uh, a, a modern industrialist. I mean, he's really got a, a, a very good feeling for these businesses, and the the, the great news is that he absolutely loves Wyala. He loves South Australia and he's putting his money where his mouth is and actually investing in a sector where plenty of people have given up on. And he thinks that our, our best days in terms of manufacturing are in front of us. And that's great news for our state. It, it felt to me, Premier, like when Ariam went under, that this was in, to a large degree a story about globalisation. And that part of the problem was that Australia, with its higher wages, higher production costs, more onerous environmental sort of um, restrictions in a in a regulatory sense and so forth could not compete with the Chinas and and, and the Indias. But he he seems to think that no, nope, there's a there's a huge business model working within the parameters that are set in a developed country like ours. And we've well because we've got the raw material. We've got the raw material. 
We've got a good port uh, in Wyla. We've got a skilled workforce, a uh, great host community, and he thinks it's got every single solitary thing that we need to be globally competitive, and he's investing in it. And the good news about Sanjeev Gupta is he always takes a community with him. When I visited a plant that he had uh, in Scotland, uh, when I spoke to the local people there, they said, look, he's really actually transformed not only the plant, but actually the, the, the city because he gets involved. And we saw this yesterday as well. You know, there are other things. He's creating an enthusiasm and excitement uh, in well, we Wyala. had calls like that this morning mm. from Heather. People are jumping out of their skin about it. Does this, does this sort of have some weird tangential sort of jigsaw effect with the population debate too? Because if we're talking about jacking up Wyala's population from 20,000 to 80,000, that changes the, 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 the sort of thinking around the person in Glandor, for example, who rang our show two weeks ago saying, where are we going to put all these people? Well, the the argument might be actually the place that needs people more <laughs> than anywhere is Wyala. Well, look, regional South Australia is often screaming out for more people. I mean, it's a, it's a constraint on our productive capacity, the lack of people living in country SA in, in a whole pile of uh, industries. So uh, I've been lobbying the federal government for a preferential migration status for South Australia. We've said we want to grow the population. We've been very upfront about it. Not everybody loves our policy, but we want to keep more people here. At the moment, we want to, we want to stop this exodus of young people that are leaving South Australia. So we want to grow the population that way. We want more international students in South Australia. And we also said that we want targeted skilled migration uh, to South Australia to fix some of these skills gaps that we have around country SA. So we've been very upfront. And we're certainly talking to the Prime Minister about it because we have a very different population problem yeah. than much of the rest of the country. He, he's asked you to put together a bit of a plan. Have you settled on a figure? What we've done is uh, we've put forward interim ideas like I've just outlined, but then we've been asked by the Prime Minister to give final bids uh, in by the end of January next year. So we're all working furiously at the moment. But I'll be, I'll be, I'll be open and upfront. Uh, I want to grow the population in South Australia. I hate the fact uh, that we are losing... Uh, influence at the federal level. We've lost another seat at the next federal election mm. uh, in South Australia. We're down to 10 seats uh, in South Australia. Um, I hate it when young people say, I'm moving to Melbourne or Sydney or Hong Kong or London because I can't get a job in South Australia. I want to keep those people. I want to repatriate those people to South Australia and I want to grow our population. Mm. Premier Stephen Marshall, thank you. Um, Sanjeev Gupta has just uh, called into the program as well. The man who, who you outlined uh, right at the start, makes these sorts of projects possible. Sanjeev Gupta, good morning to you and, and welcome to 5AA Breakfast. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Stephen. Mr morning. Gupta, we're having a, a, lot, of, a lot of very positive um, calls, particularly from people in the Iron Triangle, about this. How confident are you that you can get this up and running to the extent that was outlined yesterday? We're talking about, well, obviously, transformation is contracted now, so that's well on its way, so we'll get that program to get to 1.8 million done based on 600 million dollars which was committed yesterday another 700 to follow so that program is now let's say uh, well on its way the, the, the next gen project is, uh, is, is an ambitious uh, uh, you know future project which I'm very confident uh, we'll do we're spending a lot of money and time on it but there is a lot of work a lot of work to do to get that up uh, so that's not to be um, taken for granted it's still a long way to go before we can actually be 100 percent sure Sanjeev, what, what has changed in the in the marketplace globally, or what did you see in the potential of Wyala that 15 months ago we were talking about uh, uh, it being in receivership and almost unsalvageable? 
So it's not so much what's changed in the marketplace, although I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but it's more about the fact that we believe that Ryla has all the ingredients to make uh, a first-tier, I would even say first-style uh, large-scale steel plants, one of the cheapest, most competitive in the world. Also has what I call, Australia in general, I think, has what I call a second-mover advantage because we can adopt other countries who are already well on their way, are, you know, are, are ironically saddled with some of the older technologies or or uh, they have to sort of have continuity into what they've already been investing in. Whereas we can go, we can leapfrog that, we can go straight to newer technology. So we will adopt some really advanced, uh, we plan to intend to adopt some really advanced uh, technologies based on AR, VR, machine learning and so on in this uh, new project, which will be first, first of its kind in the industry, making it even more competitive. So ingredients are local raw material. There is plenty, as you say, in the Iron Triangle, there is plenty of uh, iron ore. We have access to Australian iron ore, uh, Australian coal, I mean, coal, coal. We already have one coal mine. We intend to buy more. We have uh, infrastructure. We have uh, you know, a great port, which can be made even greater. It can be made into a world-class port, which could, ha- which could go up to 50 million tons of, uh, of uh, handling. Uh, and we have our own rail. We have our own infrastructure in general. And we have a landscape which is suited to large-scale industrial development. Mm-hmm. We will have amongst the cheapest renewable energy in the world in in uh, in wireless is partly due to our own initiatives and other people's initiatives. And then most of all, which I call the, the key ingredient, is we have a, a committed community and a committed government. So those those all together give us all the tailwinds which you need to, to imagine such a large undertaking or such a large ambition. So that's the main main reason when I came there two years ago. What I saw as opportunity both to somehow rescue what is already there, which is which is relatively difficult because it's quite an antiquated small plant to to turn that as a it's quite quite a quite a tough task but possible based on our transformation project and then based on that foundation to launch this very audacious uh, future plan. In terms of the marketplace, look, there is it, this project obviously is based the next gen project is based uh, largely or entirely almost on the future export markets and uh, there is plenty of markets which come right like now. India is growing rapidly. There are other markets uh, around the world where we have a strong presence. So our intention, as we said in our press release, not, not so much yesterday, was is to, to produce semi-finished steel. So we'll make slabs, fillets, blooms. And the finishing end will be our downstream operations or we'll set up mm-hmm. downstream operations uh, in various countries. So we have ma- we'll actually make the final steel product. Uh, like, let's say, for example, you know, uh, we'll make rail in other countries. Uh, so the final product will be made in our destination but we'll make the steel, the semi-finished steel uh, in Wales. It's extremely exciting yeah, stuff, absolutely. Mr. Gupta, and we wish you all the very best of luck over the coming months as you, you finalise the, the plans. But, you know, everyone will be cheering you on because it's a massive, massive um, good news for Wyala and for the rest of South Australia. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, mate. Thanks. Good stuff, eh? Yeah. What do you think of that, Stephen Marshall? It's pretty exciting. I'll tell you one story about Sanjeev Gupta. I said, what do you do... For a break, what do you do for a holiday? And he said, you know what my favourite thing is? Going to a factory. <laughs> he loves manufacturing. He, it's in his blood. He absolutely loves it. This is what he does for pleasure as well as for business. And that's great news for our state. The swim-up bars are never any good, though. That's what I always find at factories. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> makes me feel a bit better about my Wedgwood China habit. Yeah. Hey, this is going to be a good week, isn't it? What's happening Thursday? Prime Minister's in town? Big Pri- space agency announcement? Pri- Prime Minister's back uh, here for COAG, actually. So mm. we've got every Premier, the Chief Ministers, all in South Australia tomorrow. Uh, and uh, it's a full agenda. Population is on that agenda. Plenty of other things. There's 18 items, I think, 
uh, on that uh, agenda. So, uh, no, look, we're continuing to lobby for the space agency. It's fair to say now every other, you know, that every other premier, you know, has gone out to their backyard, found a bit of space junk and said, look, I'd like to <laughs> put my hand up for it to come here as well. So I'm going to have to tell them all tomorrow to keep their filthy hands off it. But we'll see how we go. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. We'll certainly get a significant node, I think, the way that it's all shaping up. We're working hard to to put a, a very strong bid in for a significant no, but would, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could actually have the headquarters here in South Australia? Fingers crossed to that. Be a good week then, wouldn't it? Absolutely. It would be. Steve Marshall, thanks very much for joining us. And we might not see you before the year is out because yeah. we are pulling up stumps this Friday. But um, oh, Part-timers. That's right. <laughs> but it's been a big year for you. I mean, I know you guys work really hard. I mean, you finish your job by nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right. Go down Hang to the on. beach. Then and then you, that's that's not how, you, how many weeks are you taking off? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. No, we, we get into it about your holidays. You get it all backwards, Premier. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Part of it. Just give you a bit of... We're going to use our job a bit as, a, back. as a springboard to going into the upper house. <laughs> but if we don't see you before, don't, you're not allowed to laugh at that joke. Um, you have a good Christmas. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And you've had a great year. Well done. And uh, see you in the new year. Cheers, Premier. Premier Stephen Marshall, our guest. Um, that was a hugely important story for South Australia. We wanted to give it its, uh, its due worth. So what we're going to do is uh, chat with um, Stephen Rowe on the other side of 5 double. I was skeptical about ordering foundation online. I can't even find a match in stores. Then I discovered Il Makiage. Their online quiz found my exact shade in seconds. With Try Before You Buy, you can try your full-size shade at home free for 14 days. But I was obsessed on day one. It's so lightweight and natural, it's literally my skin in a bottle. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.